It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got Patrick Waring, contributor for Nuts and Bolts Sports and co-host of the NBS Sports Hour on the show as we get into the NBA playoffs. The Raptors force a game seven. We've got the Lakers up 2-1 over the Rockets as we preview that game and much more here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. But we're continuing to get into the NBA playoffs and all the action going across the league. So we've got Patrick Waring, contributor for Nuts and Bolts Sports and co-host of the NBS Sports Hour on the show to break it down with us. Welcome, Pat. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good, Renee. Thank, thanks for having me on. Actually, uh, before we get too far in, I do want to wish you a happy birthday as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been an, ex- an exciting birthday week, to say the least. And uh, I appreciate you taking time to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> All right, no problem. No problem. So I, oof, the playoffs. I definitely want to get into it. You know, up first, I want to break down the Celtics-Raptors game six as the Raptors forced the game seven. And honestly, at moments, I thought it was over. I actually tweeted out thinking it was over. And here we are, another game on the line. So, you know, this back and forth and the double overtime win by the Raptors, your initial thoughts and takeaways from this game? Oh, it was a great game. It was a great game. I'm sitting here actually watching it, you know, big shot after big shot, uh, big play after big play. I mean, I was hoping – I was hoping to go for three overtimes myself. So um, I love the game. I love the game. I love the action. I mean, playoffs, I think like a lot of people, um, I want good games. I want good games. I, you know, I want to see series go to seven if possible. I want to see overtimes. I want to see some drama. So I felt like I got a little bit of all that. I mean, I know it wasn't game seven tonight, but to have, to have this game, um, game six like this, I mean, I take it all day long. Yeah, that's the thing. And this is a series where where I don't have a specific team I'm rooting for. So I can just sit back and react and enjoy the excitement. And I agree after watching the end of regulation and then watching the end of the first overtime, I was like, you know what, let's have another, let's have a game seven (laughs) because it just, there were some, some calls, some no calls, some plays that I was like, I just don't think the game should end like this after having such a hard fought game. So I agree in that, you know, I'm excited. We have another game and another game seven to watch and that this series gets to go another day. So overall though, do you think that the Raptors will look at them first? How will they bounce back from this game? Pascal Siakam has been struggling all bubble, but especially this series, very eye-opening that he's not someone that offensively has been able to, to contribute. Now we've been seeing him try to find ways to impact the game and, you know, on both ends of the floor, but offensively unable to get going. But 
looking at someone like Oji Onubi or um, whose name I knew I was going to, Onuobi, excuse me, um, or Norman Powell, the Raptors have been finding other players that are stepping up. So going into game seven, what do you expect this team is going to, to bring to be able to win a game seven? I just kind of think, well, I think for Toronto, I mean, I think they're grateful. I think going, you know, going in the locker room, I mean, anytime you can get a win, I think, I think that feels good. I think they'll look at something like you said, some guys going. So um, just to be grateful that you, you know, you can kind of live for another day, another game. And I just think they just try to pick, you know, pick back up the pieces Uh Nurse is a great coach. I mean, he played, you know, he tried to play some chess games as well. You know, they they had to they had to go small at times to kind of match up uh, with Boston. But I just think for them, I mean, you look at it as one game, you know, li- you know, literally one game at a time in this situation for seven. So I think with them, I think they want to go back back to the basics. They want to try to get everybody involved early. Uh, they want to try to set those guys up and then just you know today it was fortunate for them because they were able to win but I mean whatever you want to do you you don't want to start out slow like they did today so I just think being able to jump out get some shots early um and then just pretty much take it from there yeah yeah no I agree I think from being down 0-2 to also being in a game six in a must-win situation, you know, if you're the Raptors, you have to definitely be grateful that you at least have another game to play. Kyle Lowry with 33 points, Norman Powell with 23. I was surprised by Norman Powell going for the game-winning shot in that way, in the way that he did at the end of the first overtime. I felt like, you know, for a, a game on the line, your season on the line, in a must-win, you know, game, that's not the shot that you want to take. But you know, in the end, the Raptors were able to, of course, pull out the win. And then um, having Fred Van Vliet with 21 points. You know, I think the biggest thing is that the Raptors are finding ways. Like I said, with OG Anunobi and Norman Powell, those are the two that right now I've been really surprised by it and how they've been stepping up. It's playoff time. You know, it's one thing to do it in the regular season, but now in the playoffs to see them stepping up. So for them, we'll continue to see how they prepare and transition for game seven. Like you said, it's only one game at this point. But it's one game coming off of a double overtime game six. So for the Celtics, we have a little bit more depth, in my opinion. We saw the Raptors play them in a box and one on defense, focusing on Kemba Walker, who definitely struggled offensively, but still was able to, to down the stretch, find ways to, to help, whether it was just getting assists or even, honestly, just being an, a distraction um, from so that you can open up players like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, his 31 points was – was lights out in the first half. He started off strong, and then we saw Marcus Smart kind of take over in the second half. But the Celtics have what I like about them is just the depth. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, you know, uh, the pieces are there. So what do you think it's going to take for them to close out game seven? I mean, for Boston, I think they just want to come out kind of how they've been playing before. Like you said, jumped out early in the series, and unfortunately, and you know, on the flip side, unfortunately, they're here. But I think again, I think I think you have to have short term memory, you know, on both sides of this right now. But I think for them, I think they're confident. Um Jalen, Jalen Brown, like you said, was lights out. I mean, he kinda, you know, well, I won't say disappeared, but started out really, really hot and then came back later uh in the game. Tatum as well. They want to get those guys involved. Um 
Boston, I think I'd feel pretty good to be honest with you right now. I mean, I'm kind of looking at the series and I, and I take it either way, but I think right now, if I had to make a call for seven, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Celtics. Um, one thing I do want to keep an eye on and I'm, you know, I'm sure you noticed as well, or maybe noticed, um, I expected to get a little chippy game mm-hmm. seven on both sides. We Marcus so. Smart on the floor too, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. You see the, you know, you see the way things ended at the end, but I mean, even before that, um, Lowry takes a shot to the chin. Then you see in overtime, uh, Jason Tatum, I think it was a first or second overtime, Jason Tatum gets the tech for throwing arms. So I just think when you have a tight game like that, emotions get get high. And I think once these guys go back, you know, they're in a the hotel, they're thinking about this, we're going to be thinking about it tomorrow. So I expect kind of a, a physical and chippy game. I, you know, I think that's definitely, some, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, We'll see, though. I mean, great game, great game. Um, I wish it could have went three overtime. I mean, eventually it does have to end, but uh, I'm definitely excited to watch this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to game seven. I agree. I think the Celtics actually just have more talent, and they're they're going to be able to close out game seven. But, again, it's a game seven. It's It's one game at this point. It's whoever can put together the best full game can come out on top and win this to close out the series. But I'm definitely leaning towards Boston winning it. And then, as you mentioned, I expect that we're going to get some chippiness with having, I mean, Kyle Lowry and even the Raptors as a whole, they really frustrate you with the way they're pulling charges and offensive fouls. And, and then you have on the other side players like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and more physical players. This, this game is going to be a, a fight, but I'm excited for it and looking forward to seeing how game seven plays out. So coming up, we're going to get into a team that is no longer playing for the postseason, but with some news that broke, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. And we'll be talking about them here on Locked on Wizards. Who else gets annoyed every day come lunch or dinner time, wondering what am I going to eat? You don't feel like cooking. You've got a million emails to read. You've been busy with work and swamped and you have so much going on and your stomach's growling and you don't know what to eat. Well, let DoorDash take care of your next meal if you want. Chinese food, pizza, froyo, anything you have taste for, you can order it through DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. And there are thousands that are open for delivery on DoorDash that you can now call, order, and now let them do the work for you. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on them, and now they're counting on you. So while their dining rooms may be closed, and maybe you don't really feel comfortable going out to get food, or you just don't feel like getting off your couch and changing out of your pajamas, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering's easy. Just open up the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely right outside your door with the new contact list delivery drop-off setting. So with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos. Anything from restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, you name it, they're on DoorDash delivering contactless to your front door. So call right now, and anyone that's listening can get $5 off, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked on NBA. So don't forget that's code Locked on NBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers 
online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizard sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. Renee Washington here as you're listening to Locked on Wizards as we've got Patrick Waring, contributor for Nuts and Bolts Sports and co-host of the MBS Sports Hour on the show. We just talked about the Raptors Celtics as they're headed to a game seven. Well, Milwaukee is home. They are done in the bubble and uh, did not get swept, fortunately. But as they closed out their series, lost 4-1 to the Miami Heat. The question remains, what will happen in the future around Milwaukee, especially since it's another year Milwaukee came out on top at the end of the regular season, best standings and best record going into playoffs and underperformed. Well, there was a rumor, Patrick, around a possible trade for Chris Paul. And I have no idea exactly how or if that will happen, but we know that Milwaukee, if they're going to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're going to have to bring someone in. And so Chris Paul right now is a hot commodity, so to speak, and someone that if is a, he's available in the offseason – you're going to see some some teams that are pulling for him. So the Sixers I've been talking about possibly trying to bring him in and also the Bucks for Chris Paul. Ooh, does that move make sense or what? I mean, it's definitely going to be talked about. I mean, you know, just, just starting out with Milwaukee, um, they have to find a way to keep Giannis or, you know, to, you know, either to keep him happy or find a way to put some stuff around him um, so they can advance in the playoffs. So, I mean, getting a guy like Chris Paul, that is an option. I mean, hey, he's a playmaker, so he has gas in the tank. They're kind of standing around everybody's, you know, is kind of looking at each other um, to make a play. So getting a guy like Paul, I think, definitely would be huge. OKC, you know, parted ways with Donovan. They want to get younger, so that's another reason that they Oh, well, you know, OKC is probably going to move on, is going to move on. Well, they're, they are moving on from Donovan. So a lot of people are going to think that Chris Paul could possibly be on the move next. So you can start getting somebody that, and, you know, Milwaukee targets to try to put some, put some more players around Giannis to keep him happy. There's going to be a lot of talk with that. Um, he is on a contract. One more year, but we all know how this goes. You know, seeing indication that the player's not going to come back. They want to get on for him. So, what are they going to do? Are they going to keep him happy in Milwaukee, or are they going to trade him and get something else? So they're not just kind of stuck stuck with nothing at the end. So, 
I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, to see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, with Coach Billy Donovan and the Thunder, as they always politically correctly say, mutually parting ways, you know, that's no surprise there. Five seasons with OKC, definitely time for a change because when you're a team that's continuously hitting the same point and not able to get over that hump, there's time for a new voice in the locker room. There's time for some changes to happen. So, you know, for OKC specifically, I think that it's going to be a matter of figuring out what's the best way to rebuild. Is it now moving Chris Paul, who is 35 years old, although he, you know, is historically in the playoffs as the oldest player with, with the stats he was putting up. Um, it's still time for, for some change, for sure. And if I'm Milwaukee, I think it definitely makes sense. Now, I don't know how, you know, what, what moves would be made to bring in Chris Paul financially. But you, when you have a player like Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez, these pieces that you're, you're just missing someone that can consistently – be the number two Chris Middleton's doing a great job of that don't get me wrong but we've we've seen Milwaukee is struggling come playoff time because they're missing other options and Chris Paul as a leader as a playmaker as someone that has been in these big moments before and is hungry for a championship why not bring him in you know I think it actually is a move that definitely would make would make sense to bring in Chris Paul were you surprised at all around the changes of Billy Donovan no longer coaching with OKC? I mean, it was definitely a shock. It was something that just kind of popped up. I mean, we had heard really no whispers, no reasons to believe that something would happen. But now, kind of when we start peeling everything back and now we're hearing about our rebuild and not wanting to be involved in a different way today. So, I mean, it's a business, you know, do you know, the, they do have some young talent on the team. Um, maybe it is really mutual. Could it be something else that's going to pop later? Uh, as far as news, a, a little bit more behind the scenes, possibly. But um, definitely was surprised. Um, it wasn't anything that I was expecting, you know, to hear as far as job opening wise. Um, but on Milwaukee side too, you, you know, one thing I want, you know, I do want to mention with that, and it's unfortunate, but. This is the way it goes, Tom. I mean, to be honest, last year, everything is going to win again this year. Uh, something's happened in the playoffs, and it just doesn't work out. I mean, sometimes you have to go through those growing pains. But unfortunately, when you're enlisted as the MVP, a lot of people are going to be expecting more out of you and more kind of right away. So he just has to kind of deal with that kind of deal with that hopefully that's something that he can kind of keep out of his head he can stay focused stay the course and just try to come back and get better yeah no I completely agree I do think that now the hard part is for Giannis and for the Bucks as a whole is they kind of have built up this postseason personality similar to what we have with James Harden and the Rockets actually to be honest of getting to the playoffs and you know what to expect and it's not good. You know, they're going to maybe get, they'll get past the first round with whoever they play. And then the second round, it's, it's anybody's, it's anybody's series. You know, you don't, I don't always have confidence and I really, well, I don't ever, I should say, have confidence in Milwaukee come playoff time. It's the same thing with the Rockets. There are just certain teams that have this playoff persona and it's not a good one where, you know, they're going to struggle in those key moments and in a best-of-seven series, be unable to close games and close out the series. And for Giannis, you have to, you know, mentally, I know he's been 
very actively speaking out about just refocusing for next year and building a culture. As he said, quote, we can build a culture in Milwaukee for many years that can come out, you know, come out here and compete every single year for a championship. That's great and everything, except for the fact that you haven't done well even in your own conference coming out of the East. So to be able to get over that hump, let's get to the finals. Let's see, you know, let's, let's get to the NBA finals and then see where you go from there. So for Milwaukee, they have underperformed because you've consistently been the top team in the league and consistently gotten to the playoffs and been unable to even get to the NBA finals. So I love the, the positivity and optimism, but some real change is going to have to happen. And it's just a matter of bringing in one or two pieces just to change so that the team is a little bit more playoff ready. I think they just honestly, something I noticed was the, the Bucks are very predictable and it's almost, it's, as a fan, it gets a little mundane and, and I won't say boring, but um, it's not as exciting. <laughs> I won't say boring. I'll say not as exciting to watch, but you just always know what to expect from Milwaukee. So playing them, I'm sure it's, it's the exact same way. You know what, you know what offense they're going to run. You know what looks they're going to get. It's the same thing each game, each season. So it's time for some more creative, dynamic personalities to, to put around Giannis. But coming up, I want to get into some other playoff series and teams, things that are going on around the league, specifically looking at the Lakers Rockets as we get into that here on Locked On Wizards. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Patrick Waring, contributor for Nuts and Bolts Sports and co-host of the MBS Sports Hour here on Locked on Wizards. Now we've had a chance to get into the Raptors-Celtics series headed to Game 7. The news around the mutually parting ways of Billy Donovan and OKC and some rumors that have been floating around with Chris Paul in Milwaukee. Well, let's get into what's going on in L.A., well, in Florida, around the Lakers, I should say. As we see, the Lakers are now up 2-1 over the Rockets. We've seen some history made in the, in the last game, Rondo passing for, you know, playoff assist records and LeBron passing for most wins records. Your thoughts on this series as we prepare for game four Thursday. I mean, I think it's been a good series. I, you know, you know, I definitely think it's kind of what I expected. Um, The first series for LA, when you played Portland, I mean, they kind of took, took the first game. Then after that, it was kind of all LA and it's kind of what I expected. 
with Houston, I think, you know, Houston's going to be able to kind of stick in there and they're going to be able to kind of fight this one out a little tougher. And I think we've already seen that um, a little bit. I think the problem with Houston, though, is they, they're just going to have to make sure they get get uh, more shots and get more shots and get more buckets. But LeBron, I mean, LeBron's basically doing LeBron things out there, you know, for the most part. Um he wants this title. We all know he wants this title. There was a lot of talk coming into the bubble that he was going to do whatever he could to kind of get LA to a uh, to a title, and it seems like it right now. And even when he's not hitting shots, he's doing other things. Like last night, the blocks, stepping up, just trying to uh, trying to put his teammates in position to make plays for him as well. So uh, definitely impressed with it. Now, full full disclaimer, I'll take a win. Either way, I want to see great games again, but I need this Lakers and Clippers series to go down. Mm-hmm. This is what I've kind of been wanting to see ever since the season started, ever since the offseason going into the year. So um, I want to find a way to um, to see it go six, go seven, but I think I'd rather, want to, I'd rather see the Lakers come out on top. Okay. Well, as we are having this conversation, the Clippers and Nuggets are playing, so we're not sure what's going to happen in that series just yet and if it's going to be tied up or if the Clippers will take the 3-1 lead. So it's very possible that we can have a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference final, and that is definitely something everybody has been looking forward to, myself included. I agree. I mean, you want the best teams to match up. You want to see the the top players, the top teams face off in the biggest moments. Now, for Houston, good news around the fact that Robert Covington is expected to be able to play. His nose is not broken. He should be fine. Daniel House out for for game four, again, for personal reasons. I know there's some rumors circulating around potentially some a woman that may be involved. I don't know. Don't really know what happened there. But for the Rockets as a whole, the small ball they've been playing, for Mike D'Antoni and his future in Houston, I mean, what is it going to take for them to – I don't think they're winning this series, to be honest. But to walk away from this series, let's say they do lose, and Mike D'Antoni keep a job, if that is that possible? <laughs> I mean, there has been some talk already, and I thought that was interesting. I thought it was maybe. I mean, normally you don't you don't see the uh, premature talk uh, too soon, but I thought I seen a couple reports uh, yesterday yeah, yesterday saying that that they were actually interested in keeping him. Which kind of a shocker, at least. I mean, but um, definitely winning the series would do it, of course. But I think, I think the way it goes now, I mean, as long as he can get those guys, Westbrook, Harden, to kind of vouch for him to be happy, I think as long as the players are kind of in his corner, I think he'll be safe. Um, but we'll see. I, you know, I, I just think with Houston, Houston's are kind of always going to be in it because they have those three guys up at the top with the guards and the wings with, with Gordon, Westbrook, and Harden, that do provide you with firepower. So if those guys, for the most part, are doing what they do, uh, I think they'll kind of always be in it. I think the biggest thing is what are the other guys going to do for you? You know, can you get production from Jeff Green? Can you get production from Tucker? Mm-hmm. Um, find out, like you said, it is interesting with House, and I don't want to jump the gun because we don't we don't know what's going on. I mean, it could be something – just absolutely terrible or could be something that maybe some people think, Hey, you know, you could have played through it. I mean, he is there. He hasn't left. We haven't heard anything about him being sick or anything. So, I mean, I think that's a positive. We just got to kind of figure out what's going on and if he's going to be able to join his team, but 
uh, all hands on deck again. I mean, if, anytime you got LeBron and Davis out there, you know, if those guys are playing good, bringing stuff to the table, you already know you got a challenge. But then, hey, Rondo jumps out mm-hmm. and has a monster game. I mean, what was he involved with? I think, what, probably 90% of their last 30 points, give or take, you yep. know, at the end of the game. So, to get him rolling like that. And then from there, it's just a snowball effect. You know, you get guys feeding off each other. And next thing you know, this thing can get ugly on you quick. So for Houston, they got to start fast again. They want to play fast. You got to play fast, but you got to hit shots as well. Yes, yes. I, and bringing up Rondo, I mean, Rondo just adds so much to this team and definitely is a relief for them that he is healthy and playing because he just takes a lot of the pressure off of the ball handling side. And also the fact he's a champion, he's a veteran, he's a leader, and he's a smart player. So you have Rondo out there who can complement AD and LeBron nicely and adds more depth to this team and, and versatility to the team. So I'm definitely agreeing with the fact that I think the Lakers are coming out of this series. I think this is going to be, um, I'd say a, a six-game series. I don't know. But um, that's my guess is, is, is they win in six. But I want to know before we wrap up here, your final thoughts and predictions. The Heat have already punched their ticket. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. We're waiting to see based on whoever comes out of Game 7 between the Celtics-Raptors, who they will face. And then on the West, of course, these series are a little bit farther behind. But we are unsure with who will be coming out of the Nuggets-Clippers and the Lakers-Rockets. So who do you have as your Eastern and Western Conference Finals matchups? Uh, well, I, again, I got to start just, I got to be straight up and I got to be real. I did not see this Miami. I did not see where this came from. Oh, uh, I actually, Hey, I had the Pacers beating them last, last series. So, Oh, uh, you're way off. Yeah, I'm way <laughs> off. So if anybody listen to me or anybody bet any money, I'm sorry. I'll find a way to make it up to you later. <laughs> but, um, I was off on that one. So the way Miami's playing is great. They're playing team ball. Butler seems like he's kind of rubbing off on everybody there. They're playing physical defense. They're moving the ball around. I mean, they got guys left and right scoring in double digits. So I think what they're doing is great in Miami. Um, I think I'll see if I have Miami and Boston, I'm probably going to be wrong again because I keep going against Miami. But I think coming out the East, I'll take Boston right now just from what I've seen. Um, And then over on the West – as long as the Lakers and Clippers can handle business and, and, and meet up in the finals, uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I was kind of thinking Clippers from, from the beginning of the year. I'm not really mm-hmm. too big on early predictions like that, but something just told me that, you know, this Clippers team was going to win. I've stuck with it now, so I don't want to turn back on it now. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of what we do is it's all speculation. Hopefully nobody's actually – listening and betting money based on what we're saying, but I actually have the Lakers Clippers and then Celtics heat. And I have the Lakers versus the Clippers and the NBA finals. So a little different, but um, we'll see what happens for sure. Where can people follow you, Patrick, to keep up with your content and all that you're doing in your sports coverage? Yeah. So on Twitter, um, on my personal page, you can follow me at it's at wearing Patrick. That's W A R I N G. P-A-T-R-I-C-K. And then for the pod, uh, the pod is uh, the NBS Sports Hour, and that's at NBS Sports Hour. 
So definitely uh, you can follow us there. On the pod, we talk about a little bit of everything, all sports, talk music, movie, TV, pretty much uh, whatever's going on in the world. We, you know, we try to hit everything up on there. I like it. I like it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Locked on Wizards as we continue to watch all the excitement around the NBA playoffs. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Hit that subscribe button to keep up with our daily content. We've got one more day of show action here. So be sure to tune in for our Friday edition of Locked on Wizards. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.